Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project. We're a charity that helps people facing the end of their lives to write and record their own original songs. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, you can look us up on our website, swansongproject.co.uk. You can also follow us across different social media channels and on YouTube. I'm just getting stuff on there as well now. Um, this podcast features a range of songwriters and talk about one of their songs and tell us a bit about how they wrote it and share us the songwriting tips that might be useful for new songwriters. We'll also talk about songs meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. This episode features Kyla Brocks and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Kyla Brocks. Thanks for joining me, Kyla. Thanks for having me. Lovely to, to be a part of it. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I look forward to, to talking to you. Um, so if anyone's seen these podcasts before, you know that we do them in three sections. First, we have one of our guest songs. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how they wrote that. Then section two, uh, Kyle's going to share with you a songwriting tips that might be useful for new songwriters. And then section three, we're going to talk about a song that's meaningful to Kyle in some way related to bereavement. So I'll hand you over now and ask you to introduce your song for us, please, Kyle. Um, this is a song that I wrote quite a few years ago called Gone and um, it's one that I wrote for my nana. When I'm lying awake trying to sleep It's always your face that I see I still I haven't found the words to express the way the finality breaks our gentleness gone you're gone you're gone I I pass through my day with a hollow feeling I just can't escape I can't believe someone so vibrant and strong can be gone from the world and it just carries on Can't move on. No, no. 
furnished my house with the things that you left. A new home you won't get the chance to bless. I look to the future, it stretches from my eyes. It's unbelievable. So that was gone by Kyla Brooks. Um, before we get on to the songwriting, Kyla, I've just got to say, like, your voice is just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I, mean, I think I've seen you in at festivals before, so the blues festival. So, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, when <laughs> you sent me that video, I was just like, oh, thank you. Amazing. Um, but yeah, and really powerful song as well. So um, you're saying you wrote it about your, about your nana. Yeah, I wrote it about my nana who was really, she was more like a second parent to me because my mum was, uh, brought, brought me up by the time I came along. Um, she was basically a, a single mother. So my nana sort of filled the, the void of, of the second parent role. So when I lost her, I was absolutely devastated. It's the first time I'd really lost anyone close to me. So, um, it took me quite a number of years to finally write the song and then be able to sing it without crying. But I found the process really cathartic and um, it just it just helped me to express what I was what I was feeling, really, I guess. Yeah, I think um, what you say, like taking a while before you're feeling it's one of the things where I think a lot of people with grief think it has to you have to deal with it in a certain time period, but it kind of comes to everyone different times. I think particularly with creative stuff, it can be um, take a while before you're in the right place to, was there something what kind of started that process then? Was there like anything that like, uh, that inspired you with the song to, to do it at that time? Or? Well, I think, I think Dan had had sort of the chord progression um, going on. We had a piano in the front room at the time and he, he sort of had this chord progression. So that was in my head. But I'd, to, to sort of get through my feelings, I've been, I'd been just writing almost like stream of consciousness. Mm. Sort of stuff. So um, the lyrics basically come from, from that, from late one night, you know, just writing exactly what I was feeling about losing my nan. And um, eventually it all sort of managed to com come together and, and Gone was, was created. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of doing it. And I guess a good way of... Yeah, just processing. Yeah, was 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 the lyrics out of like a, a bigger chunk of text? If you say you did it stream of consciousness, was it like you had quite a lot of ideas? And 
Yeah, so I just sort of, um, you know, cherry picked the bits that were the most meaningful and the most concise, I guess, um, and the ones that felt like they had the most weight and really connected with what I was, my immediate feelings, and um, then you know, going forwards as well in the in the aftermath of of grief when you're when you're just learning to live without that person in just everyday life. Yeah, there's a line there about um, you know about how the the world goes on without someone in it, and mm. it's like it's a hard adjustment, I guess, for people to. I found it really strange that you know I was feeling all this emotion, and yet everything else just carried on the yeah. same. And you know, eventually, you carry on because you have to. But. Um, yeah, I think I think it's important to acknowledge what you're feeling, and if if you've got a way of expressing it, then it will it will definitely make the process a little bit easier. Yeah, and I always think like, um, you know, that people we've lost live on in us in a in a way, and like especially when you when you um, put it into a song like that, that it's like you know it's like she's back with us now mm. talking about this song, and every time you play that song, it's like she's. Uh, She's there with it. It's true, it's true. And you know, like, because I, I play, I used to play it at every, I mean, I wrote it quite a few years ago now, so I don't actually perform it very often anymore. But um, I'd always introduce it and I'd always talk about my nan before a song. So most of my fans know my nana's name and, you know, a little bit about what an amazing woman she was. And I named my little girl after her, actually. Uh, she was born quite a few years after my nana passed away but it's just those little things that keep someone there with you in your life yeah yeah it's beautiful to have, uh, have those things that stick with you um mm. did you find that writing that one different than writing your other things was the process was the process different and was the emotional weight of it um different or challenge more challenging in any way yeah i think um we, I mean, we often write songs in, in the way where Dan will come up with a certain um, chord progression or a riff or something and I'll hear it and I'll say, oh, I really, I really like that and I'll start writing. But I think this one was different in that I had to give myself time to, to actually get it out the way I wanted it to. It was sort of playing, it's probably about a year in the writing really from this, the germ of the idea and then actually managing to to put it all together whereas in general i think when you're writing a song i don't know if it's the same for you but um often it feels like the best songs are the ones that come almost instantly mm. they're almost like being down to you so this was a bit of a different a different process definitely um but it remains probably my favourite song that I've ever written, even though it didn't come in that fully formed way that they often do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a kind of a fine line of knowing when when a song that doesn't come quickly, like is you know is worth worth the work for it, I guess. And uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah. And what's it like? Um, CD not being performed much recently, but like when you performed it before, and what was it like um, the first time you performed it? Was it particularly particularly challenging? Yeah, I think um, it's always emotional, but I think that's one of the one of the good things about it. You know, one of the 
one of, oh sorry <laughs> uh, that's one of the things about writing a song that is that really means something to you you know the audience can tell and you get that instant sort of emotional connection and I know that a lot of people say to me that it's helped them as well and you know when when you hear grief expressed in because I think it's you know it's not particularly poetic it's just quite raw and um, I think when you hear something expressed in that way that you can really just appreciate from your own point of view then for an audience that's that's quite that's quite um, that can be quite important for me as a performer um, it was difficult at first to sing it as I say without crying <laughs> um, and you have to dig deep, but that's kind of what I'm always striving for anyway. You know, I don't want to just go up on stage and, and, um, and fake it. So I'm always trying to strive to find the emotional point in a song. And anyway, whether I'm singing one of my own songs, which I normally am, or if I'm singing a, a cover, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a healthy way that songs naturally got that emotion in it. That Yeah. Um, it's easier for you to access it. Um, I was going to say something about uh, yeah, what you were saying about the about helping other people. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I thought listening to it. Like a lot, yeah, a lot of the sentiments were things that I could connect to with my own experiences. That I've heard a lot of other people talk about as well. Mm. Um, and I always think it's it's a great thing when someone's kind of you know, especially someone who's got a um, the creative outlet and the 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 audience, I guess. Um, yeah. And to do that work, and as you say, like it took longer than a lot of other songs do. But to put that work in um, and then to express it where so many people get to hear it and then um, benefit them. It's, uh, yeah, it's always a great thing. It's, it, yeah, and, and um, you know, I'm glad that something came out of a very, you know, wonderful life. And, but also my sadness, you know, something beautiful came out of it. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, great. Good stuff. Um, well, let's move into section two now, shall we? This is where I ask my guests to share with us a songwriting tip that might be useful for new or aspiring songwriters. So what would, uh, what would your tip be for us, Kyla? I think you should always have a notebook with you or some means to write, some, write down uh, germs of ideas, little lyrical ideas, uh, observations. I think, obviously, we've all got a mobile phone these days. But I do think there's something to be said for pen to paper. If you can, if you can't, obviously. I mean, even we're lucky nowadays. I mean, I remember having an actual dictaphone. <laughs> obviously, most of us have got have got phones now, so we can do that. But I think don't dismiss don't dismiss um, don't dismiss little germs of ideas that come into your head. Just the smallest thing can set you off. For me, often it will be just one line that I have in my head and that you know it might have been going around my head for a couple of weeks and then when I finally sit down and uh, and start to write everything blossoms from there so and you know sometimes even now I'll find bits of paper or or old notebooks that I've written stuff down and that I haven't actually um, developed and it's great you know, in fact, the other day I found I've not been writing much during lockdown. It's kind of sapped my creativity. But the other day I found um, 
something that my my son my little boy is seven he said to me um months and months ago probably even a year ago he said to me um i've got a, an idea for a song um it should be called easy love and uh, i found that little note the other day and you know, just wrote a song around it so don't dismiss even just a two little two worder yeah. it might be a starting point <laughs> yeah brilliant yeah that's really good uh, that's really nice as well that's, that new song you you finished it now or the one you're working yeah. on Finished. Yeah. No such thing as easy love. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, I really liked what you said as well about the, there's something about writing pen to paper. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm the same with that. Like I, sometimes I found about, I'll, I'll, I'll get an idea. I'll try and note it in my phone, but for me, I need to write, I need to write yeah. paper. I can't, I can't, I can't write a lot on um, phones. I, think. I remember Nick Cave uh, talking about that and how he always had a, an old typewriter that he'd sit and write at. Cause wow. Or something about that what got him in that right mood yeah 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 that'd be nice also <laughs> yeah. i love i love old typewriters just the sound of them and mm. yeah something yeah. so tight about it mm. yeah typewriters i always worry about mistakes it's a tipex out mistakes i think on typewriters don't you and then <laughs> yeah. i make too many mistakes <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's one of the things because when you're actually writing it pen and paper you see all the scribblings out and the and the you know you might just put a line through something whereas if you if you're on a phone you delete it mm -hmm. and there might still be something in those few words that you've put a line through that you can get something from later on yeah yeah i hadn't thought of it like that but maybe that is one of the reasons why i like it with the, the paper that you see all mm. those those things that you would delete otherwise mm. yeah and i always like like putting things in different places so like if I'm writing like a lyric, then I get another idea. Like I'll write it up, upside down somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> and then I feel the OCD because like I'll finish all the lyrics and they're all scribbled, and then I have to write it all out by hand, neatly. As well. Yeah, I was, I was, that was kind of like that. It's done then when I've written it out neatly. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's a line under it. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so yeah, let's move into uh, section three now, which this is where I, I ask my guests to share with the song that's meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement. And what I do here is I put the link in the description. So uh, Kyla will introduce the song in a moment. And if you're watching this, you want to pause us, go listen to the song, come back and you hear us talk about it. Um, so what song did you choose for us, Kyla? I chose uh, Walking in Memphis, which is a song, it's, it's, it's not necessarily ever been one of my favorite songs but um one of my favorite people who was a, a singer guitarist called jimmy bonner he used to perform it quite a lot he did he, he also wrote songs but this was sort of one of his songs that he would he would sing if he was if he was doing a set somewhere he'd chuck a cover in and this this was one of the ones that he really loved so um when he passed away a couple of years ago uh, in 2018 I had I learned this and I sang it at his oh. funeral for him and suddenly then it really I really appreciated the lyrics more and it became it's such an evocative song actually um you know it, it really paints a picture of, of Memphis and at that time I'd never been to Memphis um but it just so happened that literally a year to the day from the last time I'd seen him in hospital, um, we were in Memphis. And it was 
it suddenly hit me when I realised the dates. And this was, you know, so, uh, his his song that always reminded me of him from that from that time. Um, and it almost felt like I had him there with me. It was it's really beautiful, and it's that song really does sum up the magic of Memphis actually. And now I'll, I will never hear it without thinking of of Jimmy. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's yeah, it's a um, a beautiful coincidence. Yeah, it was yeah. strange because and the reason we were in Memphis was because we we won the UK Blues Challenge and one of the things if you win that then you go on to do the international blues challenge in memphis and it kind of felt like it was it was jimmy who'd sprinkled the winning yeah. magic <laughs> over you know getting memphis so yeah, yeah even yeah. more so like you know, if you just booked it yourself at that time it wouldn't have been the same would it but the idea that yeah there's a competition there's an element of it was yeah, going as a pilgrimage for jimmy but it wasn't it was just you know sheer coincidence that that was when the competition was taking place yeah oh wow yeah i, I love walking around this it's a brilliant song um, what, what was it like performing at the funeral it was really hard and actually he's from he um his family uh, from the isle of mull up in scotland and what's the scottish church like the scottish fundamentalist story this is because um, yeah, so it was at one of the Scottish churches, the very uh, strict Scottish churches, where they don't usually allow instruments. You can sing, but only very specific songs and instruments aren't allowed. But so for the first time in, I don't know, maybe for the first time in that little old church on the Isle of Mull, Dan was allowed to play acoustic guitar and I was I was allowed to sing a you know a non-religious song so um it, it apart from you know so that was quite a big thing anyway and then apart from that um it's quite it is it's, it's really difficult to sing at, at funerals especially when it's someone that you're you're um very close to but it also feels like the you know, almost like the la the final gift in a way. Do you know what I mean? It's something, the last thing that I can do the for for the lo that loved one. Because I've sung at, at many funerals, and um, it never gets easier. <laughs> but also the, no, I can't really call it joy, but the 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 fact that I, I can do that and it helps other people to access their emotions as well it does feel like I'm doing something um special in a way yeah yeah I think definitely I think in the same way as we were talking about with the song earlier and you know an artist kind of making that sacrifice that other people then benefit from and mm. I think it's the same with funeral performances that it's uh yeah it's, it can be a tough thing but it's what I mean it'll mean so much to the people there and you know feeling like it means so much to the person whose funeral mm. it is as well that mm. you know, you've mm. done that to honour them in a way. Mm. Yeah. We wrote a song for Jimmy as well. It's on our most recent album that's called Sensitive Soul. I couldn't decide which one to put which one to, to uh perform, you know, for the little live section, whether mm. it's do God or Sensitive Soul or 
or the other songs that I've written for other other people that I've loved and lost. Um, I just think I feel very lucky to have a vehicle for my emotions and creativity, really. So yeah, that's great. It's great that you um, yeah kind of kind of you know appreciate that as well. Like yeah, you're aware of how. Yeah, that's what I always think with the people who don't have a creative outlet, really, how difficult that must be. Um, mm kind of being aware of the benefits of it is the um is it, that's on your new album the, the song is that available yeah that's pain pain and glory is the album and the song that i wrote for jimmy's called sensitive soul in fact the whole album's dedicated to him so um yeah cool so people can look that up on uh, on spotify and things like that or? yep i can order it through your website and things i'll put all the links in the description yeah exactly thanks <laughs> good stuff good stuff yeah well, thanks a lot for joining me kyle it's really nice to talk to you it was lovely to talk to you and um you got any anything coming up that you want to mention any live streams or things people can, can tune into i think we're doing a live stream on the 12th of july i don't know exactly what time um it's part of um a blues bar down in down in london called ain't nothing but i've been doing like um a weekly sort of uh live stream like a little mini day festival live stream we've done one for them before and this is the final one on uh, the 12th of july so yeah. <laughs> great stuff well yeah i'll tag all your pages and stuff in the in this video so people can can look you up and uh, tune into those those streams and hopefully check out that album as well great great stuff yeah thanks a lot for joining me Kyla, and uh thanks everyone for tuning in i'll be back with another episode soon